This is the third week in a row that we are publishing an episode. Three, two, one, Tim. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. Welcome to the SSEU podcast hosted by myself, the Swede, together with the Bishop and Greg Abbott's pedicab driver. I was gonna, You thought I was going to make a wheelchair joke and then I took it in a different direction. I'm so proud of myself. Well, uh, a wheelchair, just a pedicab without a bike rider? <laughs> okay, wheel- I'm comfortable making fun of Greg Abbott. I'm not comfortable making fun of all people in a wheelchair. I'm not... <laughs> I, I didn't start this. Uh, so I was going to introduce our guest, but he ran away. He said he didn't want to hear his introduction. Oh, he's here. All right. So we recently released an episode uh, talking about the White Lotus called High End Gaze. And keeping with the theme, this week's guest is Shay Kadiri. How are you, Shay? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing well. It sounded like you. Chris, you were... I'm ignoring you. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, very. Oh, Chris changed his background. I see what's happening. Okay, okay. all right. I'll this change is... it back. Okay. All right. This so, is this she... is this is, the, the the new background is a, a possibly more evil person, but at least she's pleasant to look at. Shay, I wanted to start by asking you about. Can you explain your current Twitter handle? Shay Titiri. That's my name. My oh, current handle. Yeah. All right. And so, and the stuff that comes after it. Well, no, 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 that's no, the no. display name. That's not the handle. Oh, explain yeah, explain yourself. Like, explain your name. You you, you have like hand, are you, a you have foreign? Are you one of them foreigners? Uh, see, you have hand drawn a sun and some sort of goat, or that's like what? not a goat. That that's the lion. That's like the lion and the sun, which is the uh the symbol of the non pre pre Islamic Republic Iranian flag. That's the lion and the sun. That's like if you see that, it means that people are supporting the revolution in Iran. And then there's the Ukrainian flag also. I must add. Have we talked about the movie Argo with you? No, we have not. Have you watched it? Have you seen it? I hated that movie precisely what? because... Oh, 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 let me explain myself. I have a very good reason that you might even agree with. It made the Canadians me, are the heroes. It, no, it made me not hate Ben Affleck, which is very sad. Well, <laughs> well here's something you can hate Ben Affleck for. Like the, the guy, Tony Mendez... It's, it's like Hispanic. It was a Hispanic uh, CIA agent. And Ben Affleck's just like, oh, I'll, I'll play him. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, I really want to just hate Ben Affleck. And it was difficult watching that movie uh, to hate him. What's the what's the movie him and um, Matt Damon are working on now? That's um, is a true story. Um, uh, I sent it to you guys. Goodwill Hunting. No. Uh, no Goodwill Hunting. That's what it that's is. That's one of the like 25 non-marvel movies i've watched in my life and i really like that <laughs> keep going i'll uh i'll have being right, wait, so is there, is there is there a particular reason you don't want to like ben affleck his entire being also that he <laughs> ruined batman for me oh okay. they're doing the movie about the uh about like sunny uh sunny vicaro or something the guy who signed michael jordan to nike that's what they're doing that's what their new movie they're currently shooting is he's worth uh, an entire movie well was he i don't know anything about the guy nike was like nothing at the time especially in basketball and they convinced michael jordan to sign with them 
for less money and take like all kinds of but michael jordan's parents were smart enough to take all of the uh to take all the merchandising opportunities and uh uh, like a whole clothing line that michael jordan would get percentage of rather than just getting flat fees and which made him a billionaire yeah, um, it, it's one of those things that worked out for both parties. It's not oh, like sure, for sure. it's not like Nike's absolutely. like, why did we give that to him? You know, no, absolutely. Yeah, it, uh, it they both they both made out quite well. Speaking of Nike, at least I think it was Nike. Uh, do you know what was uh, the first YouTube video to really hit it big? Uh, I don't remember. It was like a million man gets million hit in the crotch with a bat. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, Shay, you should notice. Why? Uh, first, did you uh, do you understand the difficulties you you, of watching YouTube from oh. Iran? <laughs> <laughs> do I need to explain to you the concept of four four kilobyte per second internet? <laughs> and the okay. speed would go yeah. even lower when you uh, when you turn on your uh, like a VPN or whatever. VPN, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, so you could actually, yeah. It's actually pre-VPN. We had proxies at the time, which was even worse. Oh yes. I forgot about that bit. No, uh, the biggest, uh, or the biggest, the first, the first big, viral video. Okay. The first viral YouTube video was a Nike commercial. I'm pretty sure it was a Nike commercial with uh, Ronaldinho uh, hitting the crossbar like three times or something like that. It was a Nike commercial uh, for okay. football, or as two of you would know, it's soccer. Uh, Is he trying it, to hit the crossbar? Yes. <laughs> yes. So the guy missed three goals in a row, and it's supposed to be something amazing. One of my favorite uh, commercials is, I think it's Pepsi. It's either Coke or Pepsi. It's before 2003 Champions League uh, quarterfinals between Real Madrid and Manchester United. That uh, they're like, it's a cowboy style uh, commercial. The two teams are facing each other off. And they uh, break the window as Roberto Carlos is having a... uh, getting a haircut and Carlos comes out pissed and everybody runs away. It's it's actually quite funny. Carlos, what a guy. Such a great wingback. Uh, this is a okay. good troll of our listeners, Ryan. It, I'm kind of angry we didn't think of something worse to talk about. The, this is, <laughs> you know, this is... Do, do you want to talk about Marcelo, his success, immediate successor, Adriel? <laughs> They they just want to talk about the NBA. Uh, let's yeah, not. You, do that. you will you will not lose your listeners talking about NBA, but you will lose the guests. All right, Chris Ryan, uh, how's your week been? Anything to report? Seems like our uh, appearance on the Sub Beacon was a resounding success. Right? Yeah, I've heard about this. So you, the most you guys... comments they've had on <laughs> on one of their episodes in a long time. That's Everyone sure. loved it. They thought we were very funny. We executed our bits well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> universal adoration adulation everybody seemed to everybody seemed to be uh, of the same mind that well as long as they're having fun you know that's that's the that's the main thing was it wasn't at all that they were angry that it was not what they would say professional so uh, so did Sonny ask you guys or... to come back next week or he did not he hasn't he hasn't um seems like they've got a guest for this week it's not us i think he lost our so... email address uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. I thought so, for sure we were going to get to go twice in a row because of our success. Now I understand what it's like to be Ryan Johnson. You do something brilliant, you deconstruct a genre, and everyone hates you for it. <laughs> we did, did, did you also get 200 million for it? Again, no, we did not. <laughs> that's the one, say, that's the one area in which I would say we're not like Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Who is Ryan uh, Johnson? Yeah, Chris, can you explain? 
to to say who Ryan Johnson is? So Ryan Johnson is a uh, director. He made an experimental film, sort of a student film, Brick. He made Looper, uh, in which he um, just sucked up big time to the Chinese, like like took all their money and was like, hey, the future is in China and China's great. And then um, he proceeded to ruin the Star Wars franchise um, by releasing Star Wars Episode Eight, The uh, Last Jedi. Yes. Hold True. on. Fact. It, no, he started <clears throat> to fix it. And then. Oh, he started it, to fix it. it. If they would have followed through on his vision. He's like, you Star Wars people are so stupid. I'm going to make a movie just pooping all no, over. No, you're right. You're you right. Ray everything. Oh, wait. Ray he, Skywalker uh, uh, was better. I just Ray, Ray looked Skywalker, him Ray Skywalker. So, so I, I just looked him up. He also made Knives Out, which was a great yes. movie, the first one, not the second and one. And then he was given all the money to make three knives. Well, first one Knives Out movie he made, and it was it was pretty good. And then he was given $600 million to I make two more. Stupid money. Stupid money. Netflix paid him stupid money. And um, yeah, everybody, everybody loves him. But oh. also, just generally speaking, if you add Ana de Armas to any movie, I will enjoy it. And de Armas, is it? Was it her or was it the vomiting that that really? Both. Both. Okay. <laughs> Can't have one without the other. It, it just reminded Shay of his dates. Uh, all right. So, so speaking <laughs> the of lying or the vomiting. Yes. Speaking of millions, one of the big news items the past couple of weeks, uh, at least on on Twitter and in like conservative media has been the controversy surrounding Steven Crowder. Uh, And my very basic understanding of this is that Steven Crowder was approached by the Daily Wire. They said, we could give you 50 million if you did a show with us instead. And Steven Crowder was outraged because it wouldn't be 50 million if he didn't do his job. Uh, Chris, you have much more insight into this. Uh, is, Is that is that correct? That's that's pretty much it. He says, "Wait a second. They're gonna if if I work. Uh, so he was required to to do four days a week, produce four videos a week. Um, so he he gets a three day weekend every week. And if he wants a four day weekend, I mean, he could have recorded two videos in one day, or he could have done all four on Monday and had the whole rest of the week off. But he's saying, if I don't produce content, they penalize me. They pay me less." That's offensive, frankly. It only ends up being like twelve point five million dollars a year for his. Four <laughs> I wonder. A week. I wonder if you added it up. If he did like one video a year, would he still be like making a bunch of money? Because like, are the penalties that small? Uh, you you actually listen to the. <laughs> I'm not sure the defense. Okay. The... Okay. Yes. Yes. That's sorry. You you were getting a glimpse into like this is why I read advice columns. Cause like I, I am attracted like a magnet to like weird stuff. Like, so the, the feud between the daily wire and Steven Crowder, like I watched like 40 minutes of the 60 minute video. And that just is an insight into my twisted mind that, that like uh, uh, two people I don't care about that. Like I am fascinated by all right, so, well, ex- explain what this video is. So I, I guess Steven Crowder released a video um, and he thought he was, well, he doesn't think like, here's the thing. He's like the, the the type of person who's just like calls everybody a snowflake. And yet like he, I think, I, I don't know enough about him, but like, I'm guessing he has made his entire reputation by just outrage. Right. Just, and, you know? and, and, and that one meme with him sitting at the table. 
Yes. And he's just outraged by everything. Can you believe this? And um, his latest outrage, which was totally calculated to um, collect email addresses and build his mailing list and build a new brand for himself. He he pretended to be gentlemanly by not saying who <laughs> offered him this thing, but he read through the contract kind of selectively talking about how he would be penalized for like a, a sick day, he says. a sick day. No, there's sick days in there. And, and also like you could make up for it and it's 50 million dollars and also it was an offer sheet like he didn't understand jeremy boring is that his name jeremy yeah who's the ceo of daily wire um had like a 60 minute retort it was actually pretty articulate where he's like so uh i didn't want to do this he he was very complimentary about stephen crowd he's like he's a once in a generation talent and again this is like well that's this is this is was just <laughs> delicious to see like these these two like loathsome they still want people. him they still think they that still they want can... him they he's like, he's a once in a generation talent. I, you know, he's a free agent. We wanted to sign him. He's the LeBron James of media criticism right. yeah. of comedy. But he, he has a ton of fans, right? It's like, he does. It's, he does. It's, it's like that uh, other uh, conservative comedian that we've talked about sometimes who has a lot of fans. Uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, the, oh, the guy know. that Ryan shared that video of? The name's not coming to me. Anyway. Makes the funny on, face. Just... So, okay. So, oh, Jim Stephen... Brewer. Jim Brewer. <laughs> We should insert a clip of Jim Brewer here. I still have my in-laws. My in-laws are like, we got to get our flu shot, then a booster, then another booster. <laughs> I say, you know, people are starting to die. Where'd you hear that? What do you want of those conspiracy theorists? What are you, a cult member? Extremist, one of them? <laughs> Here in the NFL... Crazy conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Boring, like basically acknowledged that like all they want is when he says he's a once in a generation talent, what he means is he has a lot of followers. Like they are a money-making operation. They're not like interested in ideas or things. They're interested in culture war and clicks and money. We we, we wanted him. So so we called his agent and we said like, what would it take to start a, like have a conversation about like what Steven Crowder wants with his next stage of life? Like just those be opening conversations of like, like, what are you interested in doing? And I guess the agent was like, through that, just show us the money. Like, tell us about the money. So like, okay. Fine. Send an offer sheet. Boring's like, this is the beginning of a negotiation. <laughs> like, this is what we're offering. And if you think it stinks, you say, hey, could I have more sick days? And Crowder went and boohooed for like 30 minutes about how like this was like just slave the, labor. Just the so, initial can, can, offer. Just the, I actually, yeah. I, I have a different uh, view of this entire thing, uh, which is uh, at Daily Wire, you have Matt Walsh, who has uh, defended Inquisition, 
you have uh, Candace Owens, who has uh, defended Kanye West. Which, and then- which, which, no, this was the most offensive thing about that boring video defense was that they actually pay her. Like they pay her cash mm-hmm. money yeah. to yeah. do her thing. Anyway, yeah. come on. Right, just her. So, She's the only so loathsome person there. Defender of Inquisition, you have the defender of Kanye West. And then Steven Crowder, a few weeks ago, said that, no, actually, Jews do control the entire Hollywood. <laughs> and, and Ben Shapiro was like, there is no way that there could be an anti-Semite I'm not uh, employing. Come, come work for me, by the way. Have you heard of Ilhan Omar's latest tweets? That's that's what's so funny about because so so I used to listen to like I, I don't know what it how long ago it was must eight or ten years ago I kind of listened to Steven Crowder and and it was kind of when I kind of listened to Ben Shapiro and so the wait, two of wait, them have been very on, good was, friends was he on the radio then or like what uh... um, no he put out a podcast but what? he was on his own oh. it was back when Crowder was on was on his own so Crowder for a long time just ha- was on his own and then he went to the Blaze. Um, because Glenn Beck uh, started buying up a, a bunch of uh, the the, the right wing flamethrowers. And so he was with the Blaze for whatever, five years or something like that. And then, then once his Blaze contract expired, that's when he was uh, that's when the Daily Wire went after him. He went, on prime time deci- he went on primetime and- TV with the decision and said he's <laughs> taking his talents to South Beach. But Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder, they were they were friends before either of them were like known to anyone. And they talked about that a lot and how they're that's why initially when this happened, uh, Ben Shapiro just didn't really say anything. Um, he let Jeremy Boring do it. And then when after Crowder attacked Jeremy Boring, then Ben Shapiro started like um, kind of like uh, spilling stuff about their own relationship, about how. Crowder's a dick and started calling him an anti-Semite. And I'm like, he's been this for like 10 years. And you're just now like, <laughs> just because Who's... he's he's attacking your company now, you're now willing to say these things. Jordan Peterson, because like they're, they're just tribalists. Like he liked Stephen Crowder's video complaining about this offer until like it came out that it was Daily Wire. Or maybe it was that Daily Wire was like, uh, hey, Jordan. Hello, um, we pay you. You we know, pay you. You've got to unlike that. Yeah. Can I just point out that Ben Shapiro attacked Steven Crowder as an anti-Semite, and then said, "I want to." Despite the fact that he tried to give right. the anti-Semite fifty million dollars. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. How many millions would it take for you to uh, take a show on the Daily Wire? If given the right amount, they give me the opportunity to endorse the war in Ukraine supporting it uh, and NATO enlargement and regime change in Iran to the Daily Wire uh, audience, I will absolutely agree. I think they should be enlightened. And if they increase the money, I'll argue the other side. So you're not impossible. So I I, I did a Google search trying to think of like, who, who was the guy I was thinking of? Uh, turns out that uh, it's Adam Carolla, who- uh, Oh, the, Adam uh, Carolla. Yeah, yeah. To, he's uh, it's a, but I found a list. What was his reference to? Like, what what about him? He he became, he was just a regular comedian. You know, he was on the Man Show with Jimmy Kimmel, and he was just a regular LA uh, comedian for a long time. And then Hollywood stopped making his movies and stopped, you know, s- signing him to do projects. And so he became full on right wing. The you know I've been canceled. And and once he started 
you know, saying that he'd been canceled. Then he got a huge right wing following. And now he's just he's on Fox News a bunch. And he's just a fully like conservative. I didn't know that. Yeah. The last I heard from him was like 10 years, uh, probably 10 years ago when he was just just libertarian. And and, that's that's uh, when he started to make the switch to fully like embracing the conservatives because there was there was money there. They were and and so Jim Brewer and um, what's what's the other guy that that was on um, SNL that was in Sandler movies? Um, uh, Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider. They did the same thing. It's just like we're washed up comedians. But do you know who is really looking for washed up comedians who will say the things they want to hear? The right. And so they became right wing, right wing comedians, and they are now like selling out these huge, these huge like QAnon events. <laughs> so here's my argument about <clears throat> many 20, early 2010s, late 2000s libertarians. They were not really principled libertarians. They just were thinking, who's the biggest asshole on the right? I'm going to be that one. Oh, yeah. wait, there is an asshole to the right of me now. I'm going to join <laughs> those ones now. Oh, there's yes. a new faction of assholes. I'm going to be that. And now they're like, be a normal Republican and you're the biggest asshole. So I'm mm-hmm. going to be that now. Okay, since we're talking about right-wing personalities in like insanity, um, oh, can we talk you about- have, talk- you have a favorite? So someone in, in a thread that I'm in, shared um i guess tucker carlson's really upset that the that that uh eminem mars is is tuning down is turning down the sex appeal of eminems because they were they were getting bigger and fatter and more i, I don't know like they were they were showing more diversity among the no, eminems right i thought it was that they aren't as sexy that they're like taking away oh. like the the seductive quality he's like oh we're a nation of prudes the seductive quality of M&Ms. Well, but not the not actual M&Ms, but like the characters in the commercials, you know, the ones with legs and eyes. Right. And he found those seductive. He used to. And, <laughs> and I mean, the and Democrats are the perverse. <laughs> so like instead of just chalking this up to low T, like, hey, everyone gets old, you know, it, it happens to everyone. Apparently, Um, you know, not me. I'm only, you know, I'm barely what? 40. Um, But uh. You know, what does barely 40 mean? 39 and a half, 41 and a half. No, if 31 and a half, that's what I am. (laughs) Like, just because you um, are struggling with ED does not mean that the M&M is less sexy. That's all I'm saying. Uh, But but did you see that they replaced the the cartoon candies? They're gone. They're they're not. They're they're not doing those. They're they're marketing the chocolate, not the. No, no. they they, They have a new spokesperson. Uh, instead of the candies uh, with legs, uh, it's now Maya Rudolph who's going to be their spokeswoman. Curious choice. I did. Yeah, uh, who Maya sorry. Rudolph yeah. is married to PTA. Uh, yeah, yes, she is. That's true. I rewatched the Phantom Thread not long ago. It was a, it's it's uh, one of the few uh, New Year's Day holiday movies. That and the and plane plane is plane is trying to take That's its true. place. That's true. I tried to bang. Uh, and I found a list of the funniest conservative comedians of all time. And I have a top five. And it's empty. No. <laughs> I have a top five. Number five, Bob Hope. Number four, Jeff Foxworthy. Number three, Rodney Dangerfield. Number two, Tim Allen. 
<laughs> number one, Norm McDonald. Okay. I think like they kind of stole a couple of those who were just like, it just seems like anybody who kind of was, I, I mean, I get that Bob Hope and Rodney Dangerfield were misogynists, but that was kind of the <laughs> thing back in their day. I don't think that that made them. Number, number, number eight, Adam Sandler. Number 10, Steven Crowder. Number 13, David Spade. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, two things. David Spade. David Spade literally has a a, a, a a special right now where he's mocking conservative and conservative. I, I've got two questions about Adam Sandler. One, how the fuck is he number eight? And two, is he conservative? Because I've seen <laughs> he's, that. He's like, not. He's just the, like, the, he's the, not the, like, he's not, he's not like openly hostile toward conservative. And so they just like, that's, they claim him as no, their own just I, because I read, he likes like, money. On, on one of these lists that like, oh, conservatives in Hollywood, I once came across <laughs> Adam Sandler as a Republican. And the reason that he's Republican is because he's very pro-Israel. Therefore, he has to be a Republican. <laughs> but is he we'll like anything pro-Israel? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't heard him say that. No, no, but, no I mean, he's, I realize he's, he's not. Uh, he isn't actively not, he talking be... about the about the Jewish space lasers. So he must be <clears throat> pro-Israel. Have you guys? So I but just then he cannot be Republican. About... Arnon Milchin. Have you guys heard of this guy, Arnon Milchin, who's this huge billionaire Hollywood producer? And he was a uh, he was an Israeli spy um, and stole all kinds of nuclear secrets that that he that he took to Israel. The reason the only reason that Israel has the nuclear bomb is because Arnon Milchin used like Robert. De Niro wait, 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 wait. We don't know whether Israel has nukes we they, they have neither confirmed oh. nor denied it oh well no oh, they, uh, okay they, okay they, fine they, they gave south they they gave they gave south africa the nukes they gave uh, south africa nuclear doesn't mean they uh, have it themselves back when they also, supported israelis, south africa's apartheid have government nuclear capability not weapons we don't know about the weapons but they have uh, the capability because Jimmy the French Carter, gave, Jimmy, gave so it Jimmy to Carter them. wrote in his diary, even though they didn't go after him because he needed the Jewish the 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 vote from Jewish Americans, he wrote in his diary that almost every one of his uh, cabinet and um, intelligence agencies agreed that the test that they called a micro aggression, like a a, a micro meteor uh, landing, uh, is what they called it. But all of them agreed that no, it was it was Israel testing a nuclear bomb when no one was supposed to be testing nuclear bombs but they couldn't come out and say it at the time he didn't think his diary was ever going to become public but he wrote about how he couldn't say that it was israel because speaking of jimmy carter uh you know how we have been having some uh uh what's the what's the term uh incidents with uh on class uh, with classified documents with presidents (laughs) and vice presidents former how much do you want to bet that Jimmy Carter is suddenly going to freak out uh, finding his love letter with Khomeini? Yeah. Isn't the back. lesson here that all of the, the VPs and presidents probably have some documents at home they shouldn't have? Yes, uh, I think. But also the lesson is that, like, if at any time the FBI <clears throat> had ever just been like, hey, we need these back, give these back to us. We're going to we're like, I think most of the other was whether vps or former presidents would have just been like fine you know take them back guys guys i i I, because i i i don't have clearance myself but i have a few friends who do 
it's actually very easy not to fuck this one up. It's like the, the, <laughs> the, the paper is different. The color is different. The envelope is different. If you take them out of skiff, the, the documents start screaming, don't take me out. Hang on. Are you saying that Joe Biden's Corvette isn't a skiff? No, but they keep it in a skiff because he loves it so much. These people are relatively careless. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes. And, yeah. and, uh, like, yes. like if Joe Biden takes a few folders home or some documents or whatever, I don't think it's nefarious. I just think they're extremely careless. That doesn't mean it's good. It's bad. There's no okay. ill intent. But the careless, it, it also has a lot to do with, with the character thing with all of them. I mean, Mike Pence, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden are exactly not known to be uh, modest people who think that uh, as a powerful person, the law still applies to me, the regulations like th- right. there's also that going on. Yeah, sure. Okay. I think oh, the, I, I think the one difference between Trump and then the rest of them is that when is they when they came for them, Trump, Trump assholeness. Well, well, <laughs> when they came for Trumps, he you know moved them around intentionally, hid them when they when they came to collect them. First of all, he wouldn't give them back, and then when they did come to collect them, he moved them to a different location and kind of like tried to can, keep can i make it i, I think the rest trump of them would probably have just given the would probably have just like tried to save face and just given them all back because yeah, can i make it can are, i make a defense for donald trump here yeah okay. that letter from king that love letter from kim jong-un was not a love letter to the office of the president of the united states it was for donald trump that's personal <laughs> he doesn't love the oval office he only loves donald trump I think there's a case to be made that he could have kept the letter uh, if, <laughs> if it was just a, if it was just the letter from Kim Jong Un. Was uh... there a photo attached? Uh, anyway, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to just come back to political comedy um, because it's so cringy that all these people, it, like, we're such dopes for laughing. Like, and and, and I mean that like a Before big yourself. we, like we on the right, like Jim Brewer's comedy, which Thomas inserted a clip a few minutes ago. Um, it's not funny. Ryan shared a clip. It is not <laughs> funny. And people are rolling on the ground as if this is the funniest thing. But some of this is is on both sides. This week, out of out of just morbid curiosity, I clicked a link. I had I have not this is the first exposure I had to Seth Myers. I clicked a link and watched Don't a clip. Watch it yourself. Is cringy. Watch yourself. Seth Myers, what? Seth Myers show? His show. Or his stand-up. Like his show, his late night show. Uh, it that, was that could be a hit the cringiest they, they, they've thing. They've got to put on an hour every single night. I'm sure there are some misses. His one hour stand-up special that came out in, I think, 2019 was one of the funniest stand-up specials I've seen. In I'm a sure it long is. Time. I'm yeah, sure it is time. because he worked on the material for months and months and months, then did a yes. special. I mean, okay, I'm so saying, I don't think like I, I, every single was it, was it, was it political? is going to have uh it was because like he did this thing where you do like images would come up and you'd like make fun of things. And like, uh, it was, it was, it was really bad. They got to come up with five hours of content a night. They're all going to have huge misses. Most of the the thing with Sid Myers is that, uh, I've never seen, I, I haven't watched much of him, but I haven't seen a single funny joke. He said on the show, I've said, I've seen funny bits by him. I've seen funny bits, but like even on his, like, there, there was a bit from Game of Thrones with Jon Snow goes to goes to a, a dinner party. That was quite funny. Uh, but like, I've seen funny productions, but I haven't seen a funny joke 
that he tells. You know who I actually like the person who made me laugh every night was uh, uh Jay Leno. Oh, okay. Jay Leno. I thought you I thought you were gonna say that Scottish guy, and then I would lose my Craig mind. Craig Ferguson. I love Craig Ferguson. Yes, he had a horse. Is my he guy. A horse on stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My guy. Have you have you watched his uh, 2008 White House correspondence dinner address? Um, oh, maybe. last year of Bush. It's really funny, actually. 2008. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. He might. He might. Uh, who was it? Is Apple shopping his There's new show around? Some, or what was? The... Yeah, some production company is yeah. shopping his new yeah. his new late night show around. I'm excited, but only if the horse is in. Ryan, uh, is is Craig Kilborn coming back too? He tried, and then he he shopped his late night show around, and nobody wanted it. They gave him like. They gave him like some offers for after an afternoon show. <laughs> and he's kind of like uh, Keith Olbermann, right? Think. Where like he overestimates. He's like, he would like $60 million, you know? And it's like, well, yeah. you haven't been on TV for a while. You don't really. He, he thinks that he's a lot more uh, beloved than he actually is. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. I, 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 I have to steer the ship. I'm sorry. Uh, transition. We need to do an ad because this doesn't. Doesn't just come for free, uh, Chris. Please, is this is this your way of saying that now that uh, Sweden is joining NATO, you're going to finally have a good navy steering the ship? Well, well. oh my god, <laughs> okay. It's reading too much into it. Here's the ad. If you listen to podcasts, you are accustomed to hearing ads, so you've probably heard of BetterHelp. BetterHelp gives you access to the world's largest network of licensed, accredited an experienced therapist who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, and more. This is not an ad for better help because they did not pay us to read their ad. You may have heard of better help, but today I want to talk to you about worse help. Better help advertises that you deserve to be happy. What worse help presupposes is do you? Let's be honest. Are you really serious about doing that kind of work on yourself? I mean, you're only going to benefit from therapy if you're willing to actually go to those hard places, process your own stuff, and talk about difficult things and work to grow. Who wants to do that? So let's just end this charade. Let's admit that you haven't kept any of your New Year's resolutions. We'll give you the real therapy you deserve. Just enough for you to be able to put inspirational quotes on Instagram. And that's what brings you pleasure anyway. Those likes, those notifications. This is always about that in the, I mean, the whole time, not real change or growth. So for 20% off your first session at worsehelp.com, send a check or money order for $300 to worsehelp, P.O. Box 68. Peville, Texas, 78660. Hang on, there's some small print that says I'm required to... I can barely read it. Zoom Pro subscription required. Once you receive the mailed confirmation from your therapist, you'll be required to mail the URL for your Zoom meeting to your therapist. Therapists are licensed in <laughs> Kyrgyzstan. Um, and then the ad just cuts off. That's it. Um, so, worse help, PO Box 68. Peville, Texas, 78660. Uh, check or money order, $300. But, thank but, you to Worse Help for sponsoring this, our podcast. Uh, thank you, Worse Help. Uh, question, what exactly is a money order? 
Uh, it's like a check, but you don't need a checking account. So you go to a place and you give them money and then they give you a piece of paper that represents that money. This doesn't then... sound like a scam at all. <laughs> it's it's not a scam, but it's quite medieval. It is. Oh, it, wait. Is this is this what Western Union does? Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. They, okay. Yeah. I, they wire yeah. money, but a money order. Yeah. If, in if, all your times in the U.S., you never came across a money order. Mm, any, no. any. I I came I feel across. Like there's been a, a few times in my life when I've. Been... Uh, excuse me. He he in the, his time in the U.S. He was part of the damn elite who don't look mm. live like normal Americans. He was that's, in the university. That's true. The look, bastard. I came across an checks. academic. I came across checks a few times. That was confusing enough. You're saying Sweden doesn't have checks. We, I asked my parents, have you ever seen one? Maybe like the 70s, they might have I, seen one. A but, check? But not since. Yeah, check. That's because your parents like use currency like herds of reindeer. Like, <laughs> like I will give you this <laughs> three reindeer for that. I don't know. What do you buy with reindeer? Uh, also, I, I, it, oh, might you, be, you. it might be that in in. Sweden, they really don't use money to buy things because they just write to the Murder. government and they are given that item for free. Sort of funny story, but but a true. Sort story. of funny story, true, but true, sir. We are actually a communist but, country. But, but true. So my dad was a bus driver and used to drive from the coast up into the mountains where there were a lot of uh, Assami people, like the, the original people, indigenous the, people. Indigenous, that's yes. the word. Of northern Scandinavia, uh, first, first Nations, First Nations people. That's Canada. Uh, <laughs> and so when they drove from the coast and they drove all the way up, they would pack the bus, uh, like in the back, filled with alcohol, like alcohol and some fancy clothing and whatever, but mostly alcohol. They would get there to the indigenous people and they would trade the alcohol. The bus driver, like my dad, would trade the alcohol for like pelts and reindeer meat and whatever else they had. And then they would drive back. It was great business. And if you had said this years ago, you, your dad would have been arrested, right? For not paying tax on. The point here is they did not use checks. <laughs> okay. They treated <laughs> booze for meat. Like, just like we expected. Al- no, no. Alcohol and fancy clothes. Shay yeah. should have a podcast called Alcohol and Fancy Clothes. <laughs> transition. So one of the things I wanted to get to. Is wait, wait, we're conservatives here. We don't do transitioning. Reversing. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is I wanted to ask you guys, do you, do you have any favorite athletes or like sports stars or whatever you call them in any sport? Like someone who's a favorite, not because of how great they are on the pitch or the court or the ice or whatever, but but more of their like off ice personality or person or what they do. Like, do, do you guys have any to, to put up here? I do. 100%. Yes. Do, does he have to be currently playing? No, no, of course not. Okay, Raul. Okay, well, why? Yeah, because uh, because he never caused trouble for the team, and he was a, he's always been a gentleman, and he's been a good sportsman, and he's never been sent. He was never sent off during his playing career, and he uh, he was a beloved. Real Madrid captain. Yeah, are we supposed to know who that was by just one name? <laughs> Holy yes. shit. Of course you're you supposed to know who Ryan I'm was. Go, I'm go, Ryan, you're canceled. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's, Speaking Ryan's, of canceled, Ryan's player is Trevor Bauer. He's a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Let me put it this way: when when you say with one name, it's basically like saying LeBron, but except that he's not an asshole. Ryan, uh, you you were a huge fan of of Trevor Bauer, weren't you? I never was like a. If we're talking about like off the field stuff, I was never a fan of his personality. I always thought that there was something wrong with him. I thought that he revolutionized the way that um, people learn how to pitch, the way that you learned how to uh, throw pitches, the way that you could maximize your the capabilities of your body. And the, those things are all still true. But I was I, I always was never like there was always something wrong with him because he just insisted on getting in fights with everyone over just dumb thing it's true yeah he, he is let, he couldn't ever something seriously go. yeah and then um and so i was not at all surprised by what came out like it wasn't i it wasn't something that i thought like he oh i bet this guy's like you know you liked him because um, he was like a bootstraps guy that like a guy who like physically like at, at the if there were a baseball combine i'm sure there is like it, it did liked not him pop because off the charts he was on the edge of yes of like of like um, he didn't have the most talent, but he also used technology to his absolute most benefit, like where to, to the point where like uh, using the, 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 the advances we've made in, in technology to where most like high-end baseball teams and coaches didn't want to touch it because it's not, it's not the, the traditional way we haven't always done it this way. So he was the guy that was doing things with technology that, other people thought were just like waste of time. So this is just like a fly by night fad or something like that. When he was using, you know, these high end cameras to develop pitches um, just based on like the tiniest movements of his hand, he taught himself pitches when people before thought like you can't teach yourself how to throw these pitches uh, this way. You, you, they, there was one way that you could teach yourself how to throw um, and the same thing with like getting the most out of his velocity. Like they, he was told when he was tested, when he was younger, like, yeah, you're never going to be able to top 90. And because he was able to maximize his body and his fast twitch muscles, which were not, which was not much, he's able to throw in the mid nineties simply because of like using like uh, new methods and technology. And he was not who I was going to say, because <laughs> I don't know. You just spent like five minutes extolling his virtues. All that stuff is like like you love him. To me, all that that stuff is like on the field, like stuff. It's not. I mean, not the question. It can be on the field too, but not because there was. Mine was obviously going to be Joey Votto. Jason Cooper's dog. Ryan's favorite athlete is Jason Cooper's dog. Okay. Yes. My. Well, to 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 be to be fair, Jason Cooper's dog is probably actually more athletic than than a baseball player. <laughs> All right, Chris, who All do right. you got? Anna Kornikova, big fan of her in the nineties. <laughs> big fan. All right, I bring this up because I want I wanted to briefly talk about a guy named. It's coincidentally, it's a Swede, uh, but his name is Robin Lehner. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, he's not a Swede. Never mind. Zlatan. I love Zlatan. Yeah. Doesn't uh, he talk I, about himself in the third person? Love uh, he, yeah. he does sometimes. Yes. What does it say that your greatest athlete actually is not Swedish? I mean, he is Swedish. Like he, he because he's good. Uh, if he yeah. was bad, he would be Bosnian or something. There, there is Bosnian. a there is a great but, story that uh, when Ben Johnson won the Olympic gold medal and broke the world record, a Canadian newspaper ran a headline. Uh, ben, Canadian Ben Johnson breaks world record and uh, wins gold medal when there's the accusation a few days later that he might have doped. It goes Canadian Jamaican Ben Johnson 
accused. <laughs> and when when it comes out that he's in fact he was in fact uh, he had in fact dope. The, the same just went Jamaican Ben Johnson. <laughs> Fantastic. We don't I, claim him anymore. I I I would do the same. Uh, anyway, so I know that I know that. Uh, none of you guys, you, you don't actually follow hockey. So Robin Lehner uh, is a, a Swedish ice hockey goalkeeper. Uh, he made his debut in the NHL the same year I got to the U.S. back in 2010. He's remained in the NHL since. Uh, he is currently with uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, uh, the second youngest NHL team because Seattle exists now. Uh, his nickname is Panda. Anyway, and I, I just wanted because he he has recently become one of my one of my huge favorites uh, because he's been in the news in 2018. So what's that? Four years ago, uh, he suddenly had to leave a game uh, because he had a panic attack, and it was later revealed that he had a panic attack that uh, that was caused by his alcohol addiction. This means that from 2010. To 2018. So for eight years, he was in the NHL. He had an alcohol addiction and he still performed well enough to be in the world's greatest ice hockey league. That's goals. And I can really identify with this because I think I do my best work when I'm drinking. Thomas, it sounds like you need to watch that uh, Danish movie that came out last year with Mads Mikkelsen. What's that one called? Was it called Another Round? Is that the name of it? Oh, yes. Another Round. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. People like posit that um, like this group of like middle-aged men they're in their midlife crisis. They're like, hey, actually, we would perform better if we were constantly at 0.10 blood alcohol level. So have you guys watched Jack Ryan? No. The, the TV show TV with John show. Krasinski? Yeah. I have not seen that. Yeah, in the in the latest season, spoiler alert. I, this is the only thing I have to add about hockey. Uh, the the Russian <laughs> is meeting. The Russian minister of defense is meeting with the Czech president, and he's like, and he's trying to argue against deploying some uh, NATO systems to check to the uh, Czech Republic, and he says, "Well, remember what happened at uh, Miracle on the Ice?" And she's like, "Oh, I remember that. Uh, the Americans beat you." But remember whom they beat in the semifinals. And she says, well, Czechoslovakia. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> you think that you guys really think that the real world, they say they beat you in the hockey semifinals. You really are going to allow NATO deployment? <laughs> Sorry, this is the only thing I have to add. <laughs> to Robin Lehner. So it was, it was later revealed that, so he went to, uh, what do you say? Do you say the dryer in English? Like when you go and you get like um, uh, sober? Well, what do you call that? You, you go to- Re- Rehab? A, you, yeah, so he went through rehab. The dryer? In, yeah, the dryer. Like you go there to become dry. It makes uh, sense, right? Dryer is uh, what you put your laundry after washing them in. Uh, is that anyway. what rehab's like in Sweden? They just stick <laughs> you in a dryer for a week? It's <laughs> harsh. Anyway, so he went to one of those and it was revealed that he actually suffered, uh, like he's bipolar and he has some mental health problems. And so the alcohol didn't actually help. But since 2018... He's been sober, uh, which means that he has recently revoked or rescinded his uh, support for Donald Trump in 2016. But more interestingly, interestingly, he was put into bankruptcy by Swedish courts because he had in U.S. dollars about half a million of unpaid bills. 
uh, in Sweden uh, that he hadn't paid. And so they put him in bankruptcy. And then the other week, last week, uh, he was also, uh, he filed for chapter seven bankruptcy in the US. I just love this about this. So he, he has been clean. He hasn't had alcohol since 2018. It's four years. He's sober. Uh, and he has decided to invest his money in exotic snakes. At some point, he bought snakes for over a million dollars. Okay, like one... so so this isn't a euphemism. Invest no, in no, like okay, like really like actual exotic snakes. He bought them for over a million dollars. It was like some sort of exclusive collection. He was recently assessed to have assets of one million to ten million U.S. dollars. He has debts because of the snakes of up to $50 million. So you're saying exotic snakes are not a good investment? So the thing is that he bought these snakes uh, from a guy named Rannick. uh, And he was supposed to pay in installments and he was supposed to take care of them. Rannick was murdered by his wife who went to prison and Robin Lehner had to take care of the snakes. And there has been, I don't know, some sort of snake inbreeding. And so the snakes are worth nothing now because <laughs> it's diluted the value of them. Uh, and so there's some reptile farm in Plato, Missouri. It houses all of these snakes and apparently feeding them like each year costs millions of dollars. They are not worth millions of dollars anymore. So he has filed for bankruptcy. Who's footing the bill? Who's footing the bill for like feeding these snakes? He has. Robin Lehner has, the goalkeeper. Okay. Can we just rewind to where he filed for bankruptcy in Sweden? Uh, Yes. That's really mean for a socialist country to (laughs) tell somebody that they don't have money. So with, with the Chapter 7 filing in the U.S., He is currently bankrupt in two countries. I think that's a feat. Like, I think he should just aim for more. Like, he should. Can I I ask you a technical question? So, you said he's filed for bankruptcy for his uh, exotic snake farm or something. So, you know, when like you file for bankruptcy for. Time out, time out, time out. Like, this is Shay's like number one pickup line is Do you want to see my exotic snake? Well, he's Persian, so he's by definition exotic to white women. <laughs> when you file for bankruptcy for your factory, my understanding is that the factory is basically abandoned and like until it's put up for sale or something. It's liquidated and, and the assets sold to creditors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, it's abandoned. So what, what do you do with a snake farm when it? Filed for you file for bankruptcy. Do you just abandon the snakes and they get out? Because this is not good, guys. Yeah, I don't know. Fire is what they should do. They should just drop a nuke on it and, like, that's where Israel can test their new nukes. (laughs) I mean, reading the article, it sounds like they are just breeding uncontrollably, and it's like the number of snakes has grown exponentially to God knows how many. And so I don't know. Swedish snake orgy. Yeah, but it's somewhere in, in Missouri. Uh, and so let them Sounds out. Horrifying. Sounds horrifying. Uh, so Robin Lehner, like being a high-functioning alcoholic, playing in the best hockey league in the world, making investments like this, just living life. I love the guy. Transition. Chris, 
Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what were you saying? We're reversing because we're conservatives. Chris, do you have an old headline for us? Well, technically, conservatives don't reverse. We just like stack. Conserve, conserve. We just okay. stay where halt. we are because all change is bad. <laughs> Standing athwart history. Uh, I do have a headline. I, I didn't say it was an old one. It's a new one. It's from today. Or I guess old meaning. Okay, when is this coming are out? Are you talking about Thanksgiving? My favorite holiday? Okay, here's the headline. <laughs> This is from <laughs> that's a good one, isn't it? The Athletic. Michigan running back Blake Corum reports camouflage Camaro stolen. He has a camouflage Camaro. Am I the first person to wonder if he, you know, just lost it? <laughs> it blends in with everything. Walk around with with <laughs> the thing. Press the panic button. Just look a little harder. It's. It's just blending into the background. Yeah, I mean, okay. this this happens to me frequently. I will I will I will go to a mall, like a relatively large mall with a huge parking lot outside, you know. And you will park the car. You you'll be done with your shopping, and you exit the mall, and you wonder where your car is. I mean, that's probably what happened. But because it's camouflage <clears> colored, <throat> yeah, dude, where's my car? Re reversing, going to uh, the <laughs> superior sport of uh, soccer. Can I put on my tinfoil hat for a second? Sure. Yeah, go on. Don't okay. let us stop you. So, is this if this is a conspiracy theory about how Qatar bought yes. the World Cup? Yes. You're late. Yeah. You're late. Oh, damn it! <laughs> but damn I'm it. sorry. Go on. Go on. Go on. No, why? Why? The, okay. The uh, some Qatari high-ranking person right before the World Cup says, oh, it's like the dream scenario for Qatar is if in the end Messi, who's owned by Qatar through PSG, lifts the World Cup. Uh... And, and then like they have literally more than half, more than 50% of all the World Cup's penalties are won for Argentina. And the they, like days before uh, the final, the best team in the world, France, ends up with camel flu in you mentioned camel, so I remember camel flu. Camel flu in its camp. Okay, come on, guys. Like, you cannot blame me for my tinfoil hat. Right. And, like, the U.S. didn't even advance um, out of the second round. So um, well, that, that, that's, that part, that's a conspiracy. Yeah, that part is probably, like, that. that's the only thing that makes it look normal. <laughs> Did you watch much of the World Cup, Shay? Uh, only 64 games. Did you go to a bakery for every single game? I stayed home okay. for every single game. And in fact, I had I have two TVs and they were next to each other for the games that were at the same time. Shay, have you, been, watch, have you been watching season two of Ghosts? Uh, yes. I think Chris and I have talked about Ghosts on the show. Uh, we have been trying to get you on the show for like months, but we haven't. I haven't figured out what time zone you're in. And it's been an issue, uh, but you're finally here. And so tell us why Ghosts is, in your opinion, a great show. One, because it almost has no politics in it, which I appreciate. (laughs) And two, the little politics it has in it is when, because, so the show is about a woman who had who dies for a few seconds and is resuscitated and after that she can see ghosts it turns out that some people who die not all uh ends up staying uh on earth as ghosts and uh these ghosts go back centuries to well the last... yeah they they stay on earth until they get sucked off yeah and when <laughs> well, yeah, yes uh if 
their unresolved business uh, is resolved, but then they get yes. sucked off. Yeah. Yes, I I know that you're you like Trevor want to say that word. Who by the way, the actor now follows me on Twitter. What? So, yeah. What Tre- Trevor <laughs> nice. follows you on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. After which, my which review, a few cool. of them started following me. I'm like, oh guys, you're not gonna like my Twitter, my political page. But they still follow me. Yeah, Trevor is the last ghost. Uh, All right. but, but I believe I believe Trevor possesses an, an exotic snake as well. Uh, he does. <laughs> Wait, all right. So yeah, so uh, th- this woman, this girl, uh, whatever, so, she's early twenties, maybe late late twenties, early early twenties. No, well, I'm not early twenties. She's a coach. She's a co-ed. <laughs> she's a co. She's what? late twenties, early thirties. She, she, she inherits a right. uh, a manor in somewhere, which is probably the south. Uh, but do, do, I think there. it's upstate I, New York, I, I, isn't yeah, it? Like upstate uh, New York, somewhere in the in I, New is England. Is it? Is it? Because it looked like I don't know. Because the, how they talk about the past, it sounds like the South. I don't know. Well, well, they definitely don't have Southern accents. Yeah. So well, fair, enough, fair enough. The Native American speaks with uh, a uh, modern American accent. Oh yeah. <laughs> where where do we have the what what tribe is he? Like, uh, what? I don't know. Lakota? Lakota? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so... So, because, like... Yeah. Anyway, because the ghosts span from centuries ago until early 2000s, like, every time they talk about uh, every political theme, which happens very rarely, it's like, oh, back in my days, it was awful. You guys have it so good. Which I like. It's some uh, hopefulness about the future through the lens of the past. Uh, or about our present, I should say. Uh, and I like that. And also, it's just, you know, it's just a fun show to watch because it's interesting for the first time. It's something that has, like, not first time, but in a long time, it's something somewhat novel. It's not boring. It's not trying the same old plot. And uh, it's just, like, everybody's good in it. You do not have to put up with cynicism in it and with negativity. And that's very rare in TV nowadays. I guess that's true. Like none of, none of the regulars are like bad people or even cynical yeah. people, right? Yeah. That, that's why, the, especially the first season of Ted Lasso was so popular because it came at a time that so positive. It, there was yeah. Yeah, so much negativity. And suddenly it was like, yeah, like we're all good. Like even though like... Our badness is because of our own internal troubles, but right. deep down we're good people. But it was it was like like you know in a cynical world, like he he um he was just uh, winsome, you know, like he, he was just like uh, good and good hearted, right? Where everybody comedy, yeah, it, it's got to be like uh, ironic and cynical. Where he was just like pure and pure good, love it. Yeah, and and same thing with with uh, ghosts. That old racist lady, she is. She is heady, heady, um, nothing wrong with her. She speaks like it is, especially about the Irish. She, she speaks as truth. I don't know if it's politics or not, but it's really funny when they have some um, uh, handyman coming to do some work and she is really interested about whether they are part of a union or not. And like whether they are Irish and things like that. And then you also find out that, well, she is not opposed to 
having some fun with uh, the Wall Street guy, you know, in in the sheets. Yeah, later on, or with the with the drawing machine, <laughs> with the washing machine. <laughs> but but also like like that. Another thing reminds me. Another thing is that they really dial up these stereotypes. A lot of them false. Some of them true. Uh, about different. You know, there's a Viking, there's a tech bro, there is a Native American, but they really dial up the stereotypes in a funny way, not in a crude way, which is clever. The, the Viking, he, he really likes fish, like different types of cod. I really like fish, different types of cod. Like, it's perfectly fine. I find that funny. <laughs> but also, again, like they still dare to dabble in stereotypes, which is nice because, uh, you know, like, there is a uh, there's a great Bill Maher joke that is from a few years ago. He's going against political correctness, and some guy, some college guy, wrote for Huffington Post explaining comedy to Jerry Seinfeld how to be co- how to be comical without being offensive. And he says like, "Oh, the guy, college guy, you should learn from Amy Schumer." And Bill says, "Well, let me tell you an Amy Schumer joke. I used to date Hispanics, but now I prefer consensual." But and Bill explains that you know it's because most guys who are not white are much more assertive than boring white guys but you're are not you, are you to... describing yourself now or i am you cannot use these stereotypes in co- like any stereotypes in comedy anymore like everybody has to be the same like but like that's boring the the, the whole problem i have with not whole problem but one of my actually one of my countless problems i have uh with the left is that they say oh white people are boring and we're going to present everyone like white people because we're not allowed to do stereotypes anymore. You could just make the joke that Jews run Hollywood. And if Steven Crowder would have just said that as a joke, he could have said, I'm kidding. And it would have been fine, right? Yeah, I mean, actually, what's his name? Uh, Dave Chappelle. I mean, I know that you're joking. You're trying to bait me. But Dave Chappelle, what he did at at least, I have a, a friend from who's at Tablet Magazine. And he says that, uh, you're allowed to use as many offensive jokes uh, to Jews as you want. But the, the actual offenses uh, to Jews is if your joke is not funny. At least Chappelle say, said in a funny way. And I know it has been very controversial among my Jewish friends, but some of them are pro Chappelle, some of them are anti. But the Crowder is not even funny. Like if you're going right, to be an right. asshole, at least be funny about it. That's 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 the biggest crime is be funny. I discovered just yesterday. Did you guys know that there is a new How I Met Your Mother show? Yeah, I, I watched the, the first season when it came out. How ha, I Met Your ha, Father. Yeah, you watch it. Is it is it any good? It's better than most things on TV nowadays. It's not as <laughs> good as uh, the original. Oh, yeah. that's disappointing. Before we leave. Uh, also, let me just add that like the, the one problem it has is that it has too many regular characters, so you cannot keep track of them and connect with them. Yeah, maybe. We are we are starting to run out of time. Uh, before we leave, uh, anything that we have missed to bring up today? Uh, Chris, have you hit any teenagers with your car recently? Have I been hit by a teenager? I have not. Um, I would like to hit some. No, I. I don't know why I said that. I, I'm not angry at teenagers. I'm not. Vi- Who's the cowgirl on your background, by the way? Hot gov. It's hot gov. Who's hot gov? Oh come Christy on. Noem. Do you only oh, do international oh, politics? That's Christian Noam. That's Christian Noam. Oh, okay. That is all the time we are giving to this week's regular episode. 
please subscribe, do something else, and email JVL. We'll be back next week. Thank you all for listening. The third thing was light a candle. Light a candle. Light a candle. Light a candle.